Hey there, my name is Allie Robinson. I am a certified personal trainer and running coach, and I am here to love, support, and guide you through this amazing journey to crushing your goals. We will talk about all things running, racing, strength training, nutrition, and weight loss without forgetting the real talk like mental health and motherhood. It's like a coffee date with your bestie, except I have the credentials, personal experience, and client testimonials to back it all up. So grab your favorite water bottle, put on your headphones, start your workout, and join me for something wonderful. Have you been loving all of the information on this podcast, but you feel like you need just a little bit more support in order to reach your goals? No worries. I got you because after taking a little bit of a hiatus from having my daughter, I am finally taking on one on one clients. So, if you are looking to PR your next race or you're finally ready to run that half or full marathon, maybe you're just getting into running, then I have a program for you. All of my programs are completely customized and individual programs. You'll get to work with me one-on-one so that way you can get all of the love, support, and guidance that you need to crush your goals. So if you are looking to get faster, stronger, all you have to do is send me an email to ally at somethingwonderful.com and we can chat about what it would look like for us to work together. Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Something Wonderful podcast. Um, I, our, our listeners have jumped up a lot in the last couple weeks, and I don't know that everybody has listened to every single episode, so real quickly before we get going, I just kind of wanted to take a moment to like reintroduce myself. Yes, in the intro, you might hear that my name is Allie Robinson, I'm a certified personal trainer and running coach, but I wanted to go a little deeper than that, right? Because I am, I am a fitness coach, um, but running is like my passion, right? Running is my jam. Running is what I am really, really good at helping people do and unlock their PRs and run their their races and help them really like unlock their potential when it comes to running. But the majority of my career is actually helping women lose weight. Um, If you're not already, you can look up my group Weight Loss for Runners on Facebook and there is a huge community in there that I help with weight loss because that is something that I am really passionate about is, is helping women feel good in their skin, helping women lose weight and feel confident and I like to help them do that through running because runners are such an amazing community of people that like these are the people that I want to work with and be around and that is a huge part of what I do and why I do it. So this podcast really is is my passion project, right? Um, it's, it's something that I wanted to be able to get information out into the community, but the majority of my career is helping women lose weight. So that is what I do. Um, I am also a mama of two wonderful kids. Uh, my son at the time of recording is seven years old and my daughter is three and a half months. 
I have been with my husband for over nine years. Um, I met him when I was 19 years old. So if you do the math, you can figure out how old I am. Um, I tend to be this bright and bubbly personality, but I have always struggled with depression and anxiety and, um, a lot of kind of dark feelings and I kind of channel some of that that negative energy into running and into fitness. So on this podcast we we will talk a lot about like mental health and I will share more of like my own personal journey along the way. And, uh, you know, I I just say that because I think a lot of people listen to the podcast and I'm like super like positive and optimistic and I sound like sunshine and rainbows. Um, But, you know, it's not like that all the time. And Coach Allie and Real Life Allie are sometimes two very different people because sometimes Real Life Allie um, you know, has her own struggles, whereas Coach Allie is like this happy cheerleader for everybody. And it's okay to have two sides of the same coin. And it's okay to be bright and bubbly, but it's also okay to share about some of the struggles along the way as well. So that's a little bit about me. So let, you know, getting that out of the way, um, I want to talk about today's running term of the day. Okay. Um, and today's running term of the day is active rest. Now, you guys might have heard me talk about how important rest days are, but In today's running term, I want to kind of reiterate that rest days doesn't mean that we have to be like sitting on the couch doing nothing, okay? Rest days can be any sort of movement or activity that is low impact, okay? This is what we would call active rest. We are still letting our bodies rest. We are still letting our bodies recover and heal between hard workouts, but we can still do that in a way that is allowing us to move our bodies and get our blood flowing. So some examples of this might be walking or an easy bike ride, um, yoga, stretching, a nice easy swim, you know, things that are not going to be super strenuous, but allow your body to maybe get your heart rate up a little bit, your blood flowing, your muscles moving. And if you've experienced any sort of muscle soreness, discomfort, DOMS because of your hard training sessions, um, having some active rest, some easy movement is actually a really good way to kind of get things moving, get that lactic acid moving, um, and kind of help out some of that soreness. So, you know, active rest, I think, is really important in your journey. Yes, sure, you are allowed to take complete rest days where you do nothing. Those days don't hurt. But if you have that little bug inside of you that says you got to move, you got to do something, 
active rest is a great way to still be mindful of your movement, but still allow your body the grace and um, the time that it needs for you to perform your So that is active rest for you. Um, Diving into today's topic, we are talking about hydration and fueling strategies for races. Now, I've already done an episode all about what to eat before, during, and after your runs. But today, I really wanted to talk about hydration and also maybe some fueling strategies for races in particular. Okay, So the first thing that we want to kind of talk about um, for races is how are you going to carry your hydration and your fuel? Okay, so there there are many different options, right? There are um, running belts or hydration belts if you want to carry your water in a bottle that is held around your waist. There are hydration vests or running vests that you can carry your water in a bladder or bottles that kind of hugs around you like a backpack. Um, That also usually has like zippers and little pockets that you can put your running fuel in. Um, you know, uh, of course, if you don't have any of those kind of cool gadgets, there have been many races where I've just thrown in some running fuel and some gels into my sports bra. Is that the most comfortable option? No, but is uh, it a easy way to just carry things with you? Absolutely. But I want you to really think about how you are going to be carrying your fuel. If you are going to be carrying fuel at all, maybe you just want to rely on what the race has available. But if you are going to be carrying your fuel, your cell phone, your uh, if you want to carry water with you, I want you to think about how you are going to be doing that now so that, of course, you can practice it for race day. So I had a client and she was training for a race and she only ever ran on the treadmill because she did her runs at like three, four o'clock in the morning. And of course it is dark outside and she didn't feel safe running outside. So she did all of her runs on the treadmill. And as it got closer to race day, we started talking about, you know, what what she was going to be carrying with her during her race. And so even though she was doing all of her training runs on the treadmill, I wanted to make sure that she practiced wearing her running belt, um, even though on the treadmill she has, you know, little cubby holes to put her water and her food and her cell phone. I wanted her to make sure she knew how to wear her hydrate or her running belt, how to get things in and out, how to get out that fuel when she needs it, make sure that it doesn't bounce or rub in any weird ways. So make sure you are practicing the things that you're going to be wearing on race day, including your hydration vest, your hydration belt, your runner's belt, whatever, so you know how it works and functions for race day, okay? So does everybody need to wear a hydration belt or a hydration pack for race day? 
Absolutely not. If anything, you show up to races, you will see lots of runners not carrying any sort of water and relying solely on what the race provides, which totally fine. But if you are doing that, I want to make sure that you are practicing properly for that hydration strategy. Okay, so if you are used to carrying water on your runs or having water with you on your runs, how often are you drinking? Okay, because in most races, the water is going to be spread out on tables and little like paper cups about every one to two miles on a race course. So depending on how fast you run, you might be going 10 to 20 minutes between water stations, okay? So if you are going between 10 and 20 minutes between water stations, is that how you are practicing your hydration strategy, okay? Because if you are only getting one little kind of solo cup full of water every 10 minutes, you might want to be practicing that. Because if you're used to wearing a hydration pack where you've got this handy dandy little hose right next to your mouth where you can take sips at at any given time and you're used to sipping water every two, three minutes and you're used to only taking little sips and now suddenly you're running a race where you're drinking, you know, three, four huge gulps of water every 10, 15 minutes, that can really throw off your race day if you're not used to it. So if you are planning on running your race with your hydration pack, which is no problem, I promise you're not going to be the only one choosing to wear a hydration pack or choosing to wear a hydration belt, that's fine. Keep hydrating in the way that feels good to you. Maybe think about if you are going to still rely on the table cups and then if you're just going to use your hydration pack or your hydration belt to kind of take sips in between water stations. If you are only relying on the water that you are carrying, make sure you think about that But if you are not planning on carrying water with you on race day, then I want you to think about hydrating in a way that mimics race day. So go to the race website, see what they are providing as far as water, how close the water stations are going to be, and try to mimic that on race day. So if you're carrying water with you, take, you know, uh, three or four big gulps of water every mile or two to kind of practice what you are going to be experiencing on race day. Another thing to think about is your nutrition strategy. Okay, so in the in the last couple episodes when I talked about fueling during your runs, you know, we talked about eating goos and chews and stuff along the way, but There are a lot of goos that require water in order for you to properly digest it and not have any sort of GI issues. Um, Same thing if you are like eating actual food or like those waffles or gummies, you might want to wash it down with fluids. 
So I want you to think about your nutrition strategy and how that lines up with your hydration strategy. If you're used to eating something or taking a goo or gel every 30 minutes, you might want to time that with where you think the hydration stations are going to be on your race, on your journey, okay? Um, so I don't want that to throw you off if it's that 30 minute mark and the hydration table isn't for another mile, you know, think about what you would do in that situation. Are you going to wait that extra, you know, 10 minutes before you get to the next water station? Okay, so just think about how that is going to align. Um, I also want you to kind of remember that the way that I would normally kind of eat and drink and the foods that I would normally choose are very different than the foods that I choose on race day or during a race. During the race, I am all about sugar and simple carbs candy. Um, I am eating anything that is going to digest really, really quick, get into my system and give me the energy and fuel that I need. So while I normally just wouldn't be eating handfuls of candy, you might see me eating a little bit different on race day. And I just want you to remember that that is okay. Like I said, I coach weight loss, right? I help women lose weight all the time with running and while training for races. And I want you to remember that even though I do not promote processed foods and sugars and candies on a day-to-day basis for my weight loss clients, I do still tell them to indulge in the simple sugars, the candies, the goos, the chews, on race day because that is the easiest, simplest way to get sugar and energy into your body to give you that the fuel that you need in order to perform your best. So I just wanted to slide that in there real quick, okay? So another thing that a lot of races are going to provide is some sort of electrolytes. Um, but I want you to see what type of electrolytes the race is going to be providing for you because there is a big difference between Gatorade and body armor. So I want you to make sure that you are practicing with what they are going to be providing on race day if that is what you are choosing to do. If you do not like what they are providing for you on race day, then how are you going to carry your own form of electrolytes? Because electrolytes are really important for your hydration, um, avoiding muscle cramps. Um, you know, electrolytes are very important and a foundational piece for runners. So how are you going to be getting your electrolytes in on race day? And can you practice that during your training? And even um, if they say that they're going to be providing Gatorade, try practicing with the flavor that they're going to be providing. A lot of races will tell you what flavor they'll have um, because there is a difference between um, blue Gatorade and like the lemon lime Gatorade. So make sure that you are practicing with what you are going to experience on 
race day. I know it might not seem like a difference between blue Gatorade and green Gatorade, but I want to make sure that you can handle the taste and your stomach can handle the flavor because we don't want to end up with any sort of weird issues on race day, especially if it is avoidable by just practicing. Okay. I also want you to remember that it is not just what you drank during your race or on race day, but it's actually the the way that you are hydrating and drinking in the days leading up to your race, okay? I don't want you to go into race day dehydrated and try to chug a bunch of water and think that that is going to completely balance everything out. No, hydration has a little bit of an accumulative effect. So I want you to think about really, really hydrating all throughout your training sessions and then especially in the weeks to days leading up to your race, making sure that you are drinking electrolytes, that you are drinking lots of water, that your urine is running, um, you know, light in color. It's not a dark yellow. Um, make sure that you are really, really hydrating and not just depending on what you are drinking on race day. Okay, so a lot of that is going to apply to longer races, right? But kind of talking about the the shorter races, 10Ks, 5Ks, for 10Ks, you know, depending on how fast you are running, you may or may not need to fuel in between your runs, right? You might not need to fuel during your actual run with the goos, the chews, the whatevers, Um, but if you are running a little bit slower or you know that extra little push of carbs or sugar really kind of gives you that extra boost, you may or may not want to think about the goos or the chews or just fueling in some way during your 10K. A lot of 10Ks are still going to provide water for you on the course. So think about whether or not you're going to need to carry any sort of water with you. Again, practicing that hydration strategy, especially if you are trying to get a new PR. You want to make sure that you know what you're doing on race day. Um, You know, are you going to take that extra few seconds to, to grab a cup of water, right? Now, if you are doing a 5K, now, this really depends on how fast you are running and what your goals are. But if you are in that 30-minute mark or under, I'm going to tell you that if you are really struggling to reach that new PR, think about not stopping for water during that 5K. Okay, now I think hydration is incredibly important, but most people can go 30 minutes without drinking water during their vigorous activity. I'm not saying don't drink water. Listen to your body. If you need water, drink water. But if you are really trying to get that new PR and you are running under 10 minute miles, So you're going to be finishing that 5K in 30 minutes or less. Think about not stopping for water 
okay? Because slowing down, grabbing a cup, drinking water without choking on it, throwing that cup down and resuming your race could be really crucial seconds that could make or break your next PR or getting a podium spot or getting a spot in in the top three of your age group. So if you are planning on not stopping for water during your 5K race, then hydration in the days leading up to your race are incredibly important. Drinking before your race, you know, as much as you can without it upsetting your stomach or feeling heavy or sloshy in your tummy. Um, And then, of course, hydrating after is incredibly important. Also, practicing having some some vigorous runs or some 5Ks during your training without water so that way you know that you can do that on race day. Okay? Because those couple seconds that you reach for that table could make or break your 5k PR. Now, this is not for everyone. If you are under 10 minute mi- or you are, if you are over 10 minute miles and your race is going to take you longer than 30 minutes, I really would suggest drinking in that time period. Okay? So I know that that advice doesn't apply to everyone. Of course, hydration is important, but I want you to think about those 5K races too. You know, this isn't just about the half marathons and the full marathon hydration strategies. I wanted to mention the 5Ks too, because different races are going to require different hydration strategies. And I just want you to prepare, be prepared for what you are going to do on race day. And I want you to think it out thoroughly so you're not just winging it once you cross the start line. Okay, because I want you guys to finish strong. I want you to feel really confident on race day and not second guessing yourself while you are pushing to reach your goals. Okay, so that is a little bit about hydrating and a little bit about fueling, but a really, really big focus on hydration for your race day. Make sure you are practicing what your plan is throughout your training. You know, don't overthink it. You know, listen to your body. Drink when you're thirsty. You know, be mindful of hydrating. Even if you aren't feeling thirsty, be mindful of how much water you are consuming. Making sure that you are getting enough so you're not risking being dehydrated or risking cramping up in your race. And you guys, as Always, I 100% support you. I love when you guys send me your pictures of your races and your medals. It absolutely makes my day. I want you guys to know I am your biggest cheerleaders, your biggest fan. And, uh, you know, go out there and crush your goals. As always, um, thank you for listening to another episode. And I will be talking to you very soon. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Something Wonderful podcast. To show your support for the show, please take a moment to rate and review wherever you are listening to your 
episodes. You can follow me on Instagram at something underscore wonderful. And you can even join my free Facebook group, Weight Loss for Runners. And remember, my friends, until next time, you are something wonderful.